The Starlight Lounge presents An Evening with the Progressive Box. Adios, old friend. Yeah, I've got no secrets and no regrets. Well, a lot of regrets, but the point is I've got nothing to hide. Kind of like the way Progressive shows you their competitors' rates. You gotta put it all out there, baby. Excuse me, miss. Does this heart belong to you? Would you like it anyway? Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparisons not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. Ah, the copperhead snake. It hisses before attacking. But that's not a copperhead. That's the Sullivan's RV freshwater tank overflowing into their black one, which is backing into their vent pipe, making for a very different kind of attack. One that arrives just in time for taco night. It's wild out there. When it gets too wild, Progressive has your RV covered. Quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. What's good, y'all? It's your boy, Just Blaze, host of Above the Rim. Subscribe and tune in each week to hear me and a special guest discuss the latest in the NBA. The way you want to hear it. With the topics that you want to hear. Keep it locked. I'm just going to say it like it is. Markel Fultz ain't ready. He's got to be better. I'm rooting for the kid. I'm not rooting against him. But somehow, someway, somebody's got to look Markel Fultz in the, in the face at some point in time and say, my brother, the only thing you've made noise about in your basketball career is that you showed up at the BET Awards with Kevin Hart. That's it. That's it. <laughs> Talk about it. You are now tuned in to Above the Rim. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another edition of Above the Rim. Brought to you by your honorable host, as always, your boy Justin, a.k.a. Just Blaze. And we on episode 75, y'all. Episode 75. It's in the books right now. We creeping all the way up to 100 in a few months. Should be there. That's going to be a special episode. I'm definitely trying to do something special for that. And, um... Yeah, as you can see, it's a solo episode this week. Just wanted to give y'all a quick nugget, a quick snack. Um, we'll be back with a special guest next week. I'm trying to do a first quarter check-in. Check-in of the NBA. A couple of my thoughts, a couple of my visions, seeing what's going on around, around the NBA. And family, of course, as always, you can find Above the Rim anywhere you listen to podcasts. Whether that be on iTunes, Stitcher, Google, Spotify, wherever. And to get in contact with me at the show, you can always hit me up and follow me on Twitter at JustBlaze underscore 513. That's J-U-S-B-L-A-Z-E underscore 513. IG is JustBlaze513, the same spelling, no underscore. On Facebook, just search Above the Rim Podcast. Like that page as well, family. I need those. Uh, share that page as well. I would appreciate that. And also, email the show as well. At above the rim NBA podcast at gmail.com. I've been liking the emails I've been getting so far, man. I, I appreciate those. So keep those coming. Appreciate y'all. And of course, you know, you could call up to talk about it live. Talk about it. If you have any feedback, responses, questions for the show, leave your boy a voicemail as well. 
908-718-1592. Y'all know the drill. Or you can send in responses via email as well. All is welcome. All feedback. Or hit me up on Twitter. I'm always there to spar with you. And um, so on the lowest of keys, family. Listen, man, I don't even know how on the low this is. This might be medium. This might be on the highest of keys right about now. But my man Kemba Walker is a top five point guard in the league. A top five point guard in the league. Not top six. Not top eight. Not top ten. Cardiac Kemba Walker. He's a top five point guard in the league on Just Blazers list. He's finally getting his recognition in the NBA this season. And he's been on a tear. He dropped 60 against the Sixers a few weeks, uh, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, opening night, he had 41. He also had four games with 30 or more. Second in the league in scoring, 29 a game. Career high in the six assists per game, four rebounds. Shooting 38% from three. I believe it's, what, 46% from the floor or something like that. My man Kemba's giving the business. I know he's only made it to the playoffs twice in his career, and that's a knock on him, and rightfully so. But, but all that tells me is that this man has to leave the Hornets this summer. You have to leave the Hornets this summer. He's only getting, what, $12 million a year? Disrespectful. So disrespectful. You know? And he needs to be playing with another star on an up-and-coming contender. He has to be. Listen, I, Kemba, I don't care how much money Jordan MJ is throwing at you right now. Get out of Charlotte as fast as you can. This man is not doing his due diligence to put the proper roster, the proper pieces around you in order for you to flourish, in order for you to prosper. He's giving you nothing. This man gave Nicholas Batum a max contract. Gave you Marvin Williams, Cody Zeller, Jeremy Lamb. I can't even think of the rest of the bums on this roster right now. I mean, Kemba Walker is carrying these boys to a, a, fi- a respectable 500 record. 99, I believe they're on right now. 99 or 10 and 10, 10 and 9, something like that. But they're respectable right now. And right now, currently, they are in the playoff race. So you got to give Kemba some love, man. I mean, he's a top five point guard, like I said, and he's finally proven it this year. He just has less fanfare than all the rest of these point guards and these Damian Lillers of the world and these Kyrie Irvings of the world, uh, John Walls of the world. Just a lot of less fanfare. He plays on a mediocre roster, and he has been for the last couple of years. And the Charlotte Hornets don't get on national TV. So there's not enough love for Kemba Walker, not enough exposure for Kemba Walker, for the casual fan to see how good this man is. Dynamite scorer. And he's a top five point guard in the league this year. Like I said before, my, my top five point guards in no order basically is, is Steph, CP3, Russ. That's the definitive top three. I rounded out with Kyrie and Kemba. That's my top five point guards in the league. John Wall is on the bubble right now because he's not playing up to his potential this year. But usually that's John Wall's spot. Usually John Wall to me is a top five point guard. But Kemba... He's a top five, without a doubt. I don't want to hear anything. Top five. So I had to give my man some love. So shout out to Kemba for dominating early on in this season. Please get on out of there. Please head to New York. Head to the Knicks. Brooklyn Nets got some room. Mike MJ, take D-Lo. Quick swap. Easy money. Let's do it. And um, my man Damo, friend of the show Damo, 
He actually called in to talk about Alana and left a voicemail. He definitely had a couple of things to say that we have to address, family. So let's hear Dama on his voicemail. Hey, what's good above the rim, family? It's your boy Damo checking in. And, um, man, I'm going to get straight to it, man. I'm, I'm stuck on the mellow mood. Yo, Just, man, what's what's going on, man? What's really good, man? Yeah, y'all, y'all was coming at me hard when I was, you know, saying, you know, Melo should just take his talents overseas, man. Nobody nobody wants him in the NBA, man. Yo, just go get the bag. Go get that overseas bag. You're already getting the bag in the NBA. Just go overseas, man. Look, Puerto Rico wants you. <laughs> so disrespectful. And, uh, you know, another thing, man, that I, I had to call in about, man, is my favorite player, and that's none other than, that's none other than uh, KD. Um, man, the guy is just, I mean, he's, he's going to go down as one of the best. That's 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 a given. But I mean, yo, man, this dude is really starting to get to me now, man. He's just too uh, sensitive for me, man. Just man, talk to me. What what what? How do, how do I deal with this, man? You know, he's my favorite player, but he's just too damn sensitive, bro. And um, last but not least, yo, man, you you sure you still want to be a Rockets fan, man, or you want to go back to Clip City, Chip City? <laughs> Come on, man. Right now, man. They number one in the Western Conference, man. They doing way better than them Rockets, man. You sure you don't want to take your talents back to L.A.? (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, man. I just had to touch on that, man. Yo, Damo, man. Appreciate the call, my brother. Uh, Three points to address. First of all, you out here hating on my man, Melo. Boy, if you don't get... You better stop hating on Melo right now, okay? All right? I know you sending him overseas... Stop it. He better not sign overseas, Melo. Melo still has some game in him. Listen, he's not the star that he once was. The man is in the 16th year. Veterans minimum. But don't tell me he cannot help a team. I'm in a Melo mood right now. And don't tell me this man, Carmelo Anthony, cannot help a team when he was giving you 13 points off the bench. Easy. 13 and 5. That's calmly. 16 last year on the Oklahoma City Thunder. Playing more minutes. But, I mean, he can be. He can contribute i like miami i like philly i like portland i like those three destinations for carmelo anthony i think all three of those destinations could work but he has to calm his ego down we know this he just has to but it's not overseas yet time for uh, it's not overseas yet for Melo. damo stop it cut the nonsense Melo's about to be on the roster soon we hope Whoa, stop getting disrespectful with those uh, Puerto Rican Puerto Rico <laughs> uh, contract offers for Melo. Um, you talked about KD, your favorite player. Talk about him being a little sensitive. It's true. He is one of the most sensitive superstars I think we've ever seen in the history of the NBA. Quite ridiculous, if you ask me. He definitely has a... Uh, he's definitely triggered by a lot of things. He's triggered by the media. He's triggered by the fans. He's triggered by his teammates. Um, his peers and KD man he's got to get a little bit thicker skin I mean I know uh, his teammates come at him Draymond we talked about it last episode with Reem um, he was clapping at Draymond from the ball Draymond called him a beast several times he barked on him in the huddle he barked on him in the locker room KD I guess he felt a way about it of course he allowed the team to suspend Draymond for a game I mean <sighs> suspect behavior from Kevin Durant but 
I'm not mad at him for calling for the ball because he needed to do that. And he is a star. And he is the best player of the team. And he needed to get the ball in that situation. But Kevin Durant is just sensitive about a lot of things. I mean, he can't be clapping back at fans, doing all this nonsense. He's fake burner Twitter accounts. He just got a ball. And the problem is KD's putting up solid numbers. But without Steph Curry, the Golden State Warriors are looking like a very mediocre team. Very mediocre. Everyone knows I, I, I get on Steph from time to time. But there's no denying his impact on that roster. He is what makes that team tick, and he is what makes that team go. And he allows everyone else to play in their proper positions. He allows a Draymond to be anything. All right? Klay Thompson, he allows it to be acceptable for him just to be a catch-and-shoot player. This man, Klay Thompson, still cannot score off the dribble. He still struggles to score off the dribble. But with Steph Curry there, it doesn't really matter. He's a complimentary piece. The way Steph stretches out the defense. You have to guard this man at the half court line. And Kevin Durant is the number one beneficiary to Steph, Steph Curry on this roster. Kevin Durant, a seven-footer. One of the best scorers to ever play this game. Just like you said, Dama, going to go out as one of the top scorers ever. He's going to be one of the best players ever. And he's allowed to play one-on-one -on, -one on the Golden State Warriors. One-on-one -on -one coverage. He's allowed to play. There's no other star in the league that's allowed... That's, that's getting that's getting covered one-on-one -on -one coverage on them throughout the league. Because you can't double up on Kevin Durant. There's too many shooters on Golden State. There's too many shooters. There's no way you can double up on him. So KD has to be a little bit more appreciative. But four and five since Steph is gone. He's having some trouble. Not looking too great. KD, man, I need you to step up. Because the world is talking spicy about you right now in, in Steph Curry's absence. The world is like, you're the best player on that team. You're better than Steph Curry. Individually, talent-wise, Steph Curry's the most important piece of that team. But you are the best player on that team, Kevin Durant. And you need to show it when everyone is there. And when people are out as well. So let's step up. So uh, Q, Damo, <sighs> keeping a close eye on KD's here. It's KD Watch. This whole year is, and for the rest of the year, definitely KD Watch. And we're talking about him leaving. I want him to leave because I think it will be best for him if he does leave. And we'll see. And um, the Clippers, I'm not switching over. You must be out your damn mind. I'm not switching over anything. But the Clippers are balling this year. I got to give them some love. I'm very impressed with these boys. First in the West right now with these collection of cast offs on that roster. We got to give Doc some credit. They're a gritty defensive team. They play very hard. Montrez Harold's out here balling. Tobias, a.k.a. Baby J. Cole, has been balling as well. Patrick Beverly, Avery Bradley's one of the best defensive backcourts in the league. Lou Willville is out here trying to be an all-star off the bench. He's giving buckets, and he's closing games. And you got to give the Clippers some love. I definitely want to see them in the playoffs. And they better, they're not going to be number one seed. I don't see them holding off this much. But I definitely think they're definitely going to be in the playoffs, number one. And I would like for, the, for them to get a top five seed. I think this top four is definitely doable for them. Definitely doable, for sure. And um, moving back on to the Rockets. I want to talk about the Rockets a little bit. My first quarter check-in. I'm still a little tight about this Miller situation. About this, him being released away. But I'm coming to grips with it now. I mean, he's gone. And the, and the Rockets have to get back to the level they were at last season. A lot tougher this year. They're definitely not there yet. But they have been playing a lot better as a whole. Despite some tough 
Eastern Conference losses lately. They lost to Detroit on the road. They lost to the damn Cavs on the road, which was ridiculous. Horrible defense, right? After Melo was gone, fifth in net rating, top three in offensive rating, 18th in defense. With Melo, they were 23rd in net rating, or 25th in the offense, 20th in defense. So I see how they all playing better with Melo, but you can't tell me that they couldn't be, use Melo right now. And you know why? Because the real problem with the Houston Rockets and why they're just a 500 ball club right now is the bench. Rockets have no bench production right now. The bench average is just, what, 27 points per game, the fewest in the league, worst shooting percentage in the league at 37%, the worst three-point percentage in the league at 26% for the bench. Unacceptable. Our top gun off the bench, Eric Gordon, has been miserable this season. He's averaging 14, shooting 33% from the floor, 26% from three. Those are unacceptable numbers, Eric Gordon. Unacceptable for the reigning six man of the year. Not six man last year, but he has been a six man of the year. And it's ridiculous. It's unacceptable. Gerald Green, down from 12 points last year to six points this year. He's not shooting the ball well. That's not going to cut it. And this is where Melo could have been of some use. Some score punch off the bench right now. The over-reliance on Harden, on CP3 on a nightly basis. It's just not good. It's not... You can't rely on that in in this season. They did it last year, but you can't rely on it again for another year. A lot of teams, Rockets are not sneaking up on anyone again this year. The West is deeper, more comp. The rotation is short with Dan Tony uh, uh, mirroring Tibbs and his rotations. Short rotations, ridiculous, running down the star players in the team. Whenever CP3 or Harden is missing, the, is misses the game, the Rockets basically only have one and a half good creator and a consistent scorer. Because we can't even call Eric Gordon consistent right now because he's not being consistent. He's a good creator. He can score in spots right now, but he's not playing Eric Gordon-like. Last year, he was averaging 18 off the bench. 14 off the bench is not enough. We need your scoring. This is the year where he could be averaging 20 off the bench. Lou Will's giving you a 19 or 20 off the bench. I need Lou Will-like production from Eric Gordon. Oh, he's got to be moved. I'm sorry to say. He's got to be moved in order to acquire a better piece if he's not going to be a little bit more consistent. And they got to acquire someone via trade. They have to. Now it's at the point where you have to acquire someone via trade. Wes Matthews is a name that I threw out there that I really like for Houston. Jonathan Simmons from the Orlando Magic... Orlando Magic is a nice 3 and D wing. He could play the 2, he could play the 3, he could play the 4 and four in small ball lineups. He could defend, he could shoot, he can attack the basket. That's somebody you need to go after, Daryl Morey. Damari Carroll from the Nets, he's very available. Kent Bazemore from the Hawks, he's very available. James Johnson from the Heat, very available. These are some of those low-maintenance guys that they need to be looking at right now. Big Three D wings that can score. James Ennis. He shut me up a little bit. He played well recently, but still to me, I don't want to be relying on James Ennis as my starting three. He's a complimentary piece for me. He's an energy guy. He shouldn't be relied upon to hit those open threes. It should just be a luxury or excess if he starts hitting those threes. So, Daryl Morey, I need you to go get a wing. You need a win. You got to make some moves by the deadline. Actually, now. 
No way for the deadline. You're gonna make these moves now. Another issue for the Houston Rockets is that they struggle on the boards. A backup big is what the Rockets needed. That's what they need right now. In their last game against Cleveland over the weekend, they were out rebound 49 to 30 by Cleveland. Houston is not last or or bottom three in defensive rebounding rate. That's ridiculous. They finished fourth last year. Now they're bottom three. Clint needs some help down in the middle. He's he having a nice year. He's averaging, what, 17 and 11, two blocks, career high, 34, min, 34 minutes per game this year. And it's crazy, man. They, they got to look into a trade to get a backup big as well. Ed Davis, Kenneth Reed from the Nets, they should be available. Go out there. Go call those boys. Do something, Daryl Morey. You definitely need to pick up somebody right now. You can't sacrifice these kind of games in the Western Conference because the West is deep. The competitiveness in the league this year is deep. The West has 10 different teams over 500 right now. Houston, Utah, Golden State, San Antonio, New Orleans. Pelicans records are all worse right now than they were last year. Seeds 1 through 14 are separated by four and a half games, which is insane. 1 through 14. The East has about six legit legit teams this year. So the league as a whole is a lot better. And bringing up the East, the Boston Celtics. The Celtics, man, listen, they're playing very mediocre this year. Very mediocre for the Boston Celtics. They're having trouble finding the right roles for their younger players who helped who helped them reach the Eastern Conference Finals last season. Terry Rozier has struggled in his res- in his return to a reserve role. Jalen Brown shopping off all season, shooting, uh, I believe it's under 40%. Jason Tatum uh, settling too often for those long two-point shots off the dribble. I see him taking a lot of off-the-dribble long twos, man. He's got to relax. He's got to take it to the basket a little bit more. He's got to take it to the Baja. I need Jay Tatum. I need you to take it to the Baja, my man. Listen, you proved yourself last year. Stop deferring to Kyrie, to Al Horford, to damn Gordon Hayward, to... to, to, to Terry Rose there. Stop deferring to anyone in there. I love how you did that early in the season when you waved off Kyrie for that game winning shot in the garden. I love that. That's what I need to see. I need to see more of that. And I need to see it's your second year. I understand. It's only your second year. But last year, you proved it. You proved it last year. You know you can do it. So let's do it again. You're going to have to take the ball out of Kyrie's hands a lot more. Just going to have to do it, my man. Horford is looking pedestrian as usual. The Celtics are near the bottom of the league and drives to the rim per game. This is exactly what I was talking about. Last, bottom of the league and drives to the rim per game. Which you can get away with if your offense is hitting jumpers. But they're not hitting jumpers either. Their offense is terrible right now. They're one of the worst offenses in the league right now. And it doesn't make sense with the type of talent that the Boston Celtics have. And with the type of coach that the Boston Celtics have. A lot of people there, Volton, Brad Stevens is the best coach in the league or the second best coach in the league after uh, Greg Popovich. Hmm. I don't know. We got to see. There's a lot of cooks in the kitchen right now in Boston. A lot of cooks in that kitchen. It's hard for Terry Rozier, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum to adjust to those secondary role players now. They have to adjust to becoming secondary role players now after their Eastern Conference Finals trip last year. Those young boys, I mean... I think they're having a hard time adjusting. And then, of course, you got Gordon Hayward stinking up the joint. I told y'all about him. I know he's been hurt. 
coming back from his injury, very bad ankle sprain. But I think he messes up the chemistry more than Kyrie alters the chemistry. He needs to come off the bench, which he is doing now, because I see no explosiveness out of him. None at all. He's got to work his way back and... I mean, I know it's a little disrespectful if I say so send him to the G League right about now to get it to get better. But is it that disrespectful? He's looking quite mediocre. I know he's making max money right now, so maybe it's a little disrespectful. But he's got to play better. He's got to play better. He looks very average. He's shooting twenty eight percent from three. I need to see more. Marcus Morris to me definitely should be starting. And he brings some sort of balance to this lineup as they had last year. I don't think the Celtics need to make a move or anything like that, but a deadline. I just think they need time to learn each other. Learn your roles a lot better. Upgrading at the center spot should be something Ainge is looking at. Upgrading over Horford. But it's not a diehard. It's not a diehard need. But we'll see how the, how, how the Celtics, how they shape up, man. Because it's going to be interesting with those boys right there. Moving on. Mark Fultz. Come on, man. Mark Fultz. I know y'all heard that intro. <laughs> man, Stephen A got very disrespectful Mark Fultz, saying that the only thing that he contributed is uh he contributed to the NBA is coming to the BT Awards <laughs> with Kevin Hart. Very disrespectful from Stephen A. But um final lie. I'ma be honest with you, man. <sighs> Marco Fultz, Jesus, he's on the trading block right now, and rightfully so. Right? It's ridiculous. Number one pick, his tenure, his tenure with the team, with the Philadelphia 76, is the team that drafted him first overall. It's probably coming to an end after a bizarre year and a half to begin his career. It's bizarre. Bizarre, I tell you, man. It's ridiculous. He's no longer in the Sixers' long-term plans, they're reporting, and they're most likely looking to move him. He's playing 19 games a season, average 8 points, 3 rebounds, 3 assists, playing 22 minutes. He's scheduled to see a shoulder specialist this week out here in New York. And his agent basically uh, told him not to participate in team practices or games until after he's seen the specialist and he clears him. And after he's had a chance to evaluate him. This is ridiculous, man. I mean, Philly, move on. Move on from this. Listen, I, I'm glad they're reporting that he's on the trading block right now because it's time to trade this man. He needs a fresh start. You need to get him up out of out of Philly. He's being dragged on Twitter all day, every day for his bad shooting form. It's terrible. I know a lot of people out there were saying that he had the motorcycle accident, which is probably true. I, I don't really know if it's true or not true. I'm just going off of what I see, and what I see doesn't look good. The man has no confidence, no aggression. The, they, the Philadelphia 76ers fans were damn near giving him a standing ovation when the man made a three. It's ridiculous. Give me a break. Philly. Got Jimmy there. Trying to keep Jimmy there. Elton Brand. You're going to have to make a move. See what you could get for this man, Markel Fultz. See what you could get for this youngster. You could get something. He's a number one pick, so everyone knows he's got talent. You have to see if you can be a savvy GM, Elton Brand, <clears throat> and see what you can get from Markel Fultz. There's some pieces out there you can get. I'll tell you that right now. There's a lot of teams that will take a chance on Markel Fultz. This is the second year in the league. There's a lot of teams that's going to take a chance on Markel Fultz. A lot of, uh, the Phil- Philadelphia, they got fooled. 
with his one year in Washington, I believe, what, he averaged 25-5-5. <clears throat> had a nice season, but they were fooled. And they got to move on, man. They got to move on. Markel Fultz, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm rooting for him because he needs to get better. And I, I, do, I do think it's unfair how the internet is really killing him right now. They're killing him. Rightfully so, though. He's playing bad. But damn. This, he needs to get his confidence back some way, somehow. So we'll see. We, that's another situation that we're going to be monitoring closely as well. And we'll see how that works out, man. Um, so moving on. I got to give a shout out to a couple of dudes who's balling this season. A couple of dudes are balling this season. Let's start off with the MVP. I said to y'all early in the season, Giannis Atatacumpo. Say that again. Giannis Atatacumpo is a damn MVP. I don't want to hear anything out of anyone's mouth. He is the MVP right now, and he will be. Hopefully, he keeps this up throughout the end of the year, but he will be MVP at the end of this year, as I predicted before. This is his year. He turns 24 this year. He's averaging 27, 13, and 5. Let me, let me, let me list the players, the only players in NBA history to maintain a 27, 13, and 5 for a full season. And there's only three guys. It's Will Chamberlain. He did it when he was 27. Will Chamberlain again did it when he was 29. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar did it when he was 28. And Elgin Baylor did it when he was 26. All Lakers, which is funny, by the way. Those are the only guys who's maintained 27, 13, and 5 for a full season. Let's get it done, Giannis. So much of what the Bucks are doing right now this season is built around Giannis's ability to dominate on both ends of the floor. He's a perfect building block for Mike Budenholzer offense. They rely heavily on three-point shooting, floor spacing, allowing a lot of room for Giannis to, to move around the court to free to free flow, fast breaks, transition buckets, allow him to do those Euro steps and give him a lot of room, even in the half-court setting. I like the team that that they've put around Giannis right now. I still think they need one more scorer, shooter, scorer. It got to be a shooter. One more score would be nice off that bench because I still think the bench is a little bit weak and it can't be relying on uh, guys like uh, Pat Connaughton, uh, Dante with the V, the rookie. I'm forgetting his last name. Forgive me. Um, John Henson, but he's hurt right now. Don Maker's got to step up. They got some pieces, but they need a bona fide scorer. I don't know why they're not looking at Nick Young right now. They should be calling up Nick Young, Swaggy P. He would be a solid fit on Milwaukee. Try to trade for J.R. Smith. He would be another solid fit there as well. Got to make another move. But I'm really feeling what the Bucks are doing. And I'm really feeling what Giannis is doing right now. This man is taking over this league. I know y'all are seeing these highlights out here. This man Giannis is balling. It's not Steph. He's not the MVP. Stop it. He has not played enough games yet. Okay? And he doesn't carry as much of an offensive load as Giannis does. It's not the same. LeBron is up there in MVP voting as well. I got to give him some credit. The average in 28, which would be his highest scoring average since 2010. And I believe he's the oldest player ever to average at least 28 in a season. I believe so. So that's really cool to watch with LeBron James. But like I said before, in a few episodes ago with y'all, LeBron, something is definitely a little bit off with LeBron James this year. 
his spirit is there but his spirit is not fully there right now he's still i know he's still filling out the team he's still filling out these boys on his roster and i think maybe i think lebron is struggling right now with uh trust factor with these young guys i think he's struggling with trusting them fully i think in cleveland everybody was coming to him so he had to okay every single move these guys he's getting to know them a little bit more you see he can't fully trust rondo he's out here uh spitting on cats just <laughs> spitting on cb3 you know um so lebron i need him to show a little bit more effort the defense is atrocious from lebron he's got to show better than effort but it is early in the season and you got to give him credit he's a vet 16 years in the league so but he's got to be an elite he's got to be a leader by example for these young guys he's got to put in the effort and they will put in the effort as well so we'll see but he's up there though with mvp voting as well i always thought the lakers were going to be a top four top five seed in the west this year could be we'll see Kawhi's up there in mvp voting as well listen he might be the best two-way wing in the league i don't know he's phenomenal he's phenomenal man it's, He's, his offensive repertoire this year has gotten a lot better. Turn around, fade away. His dynamite, his jump shot is wet. You see him get into the basket with ease. He worked on his dribble penetration. He's averaging 24 this year. Raptors have the best record in the league right now. Come on. Rookie coach and Nick Nurse. He's Listen, he's making me like Kyle Lowry. Chubbs. I hate Chubbs. I hate Kyle Lowry. I always thought he was overrated. But this year, I got to give him love. He's playing well. Not going to lie. That's all thanks to Kawhi Leonard. I got to give him some credit, man. He's, he, he is balling this year. And I'm very excited to see Kawhi Leonard in, um, in a Raptors uniform in the playoffs. It's going to be dynamite, man. And listen, I said it before and I'm going to say it again. I think Kawhi Leonard is going to stay in Toronto. They have a very huge chance of keeping Kawhi Leonard in Toronto this year. Drake got to make a few more appearances. You got to give him a little commercial here and there. Put some, thing, put some change in his pocket. Give him some OVO Kawhis, some Jordan, something like that. But I think it'll work. And honestly, if I'm Kawhi, I'm strongly considering staying over there. They'll show you unconditional love over there in Toronto. I wouldn't go to LA to the Clippers if I was him. I mean, they're, they're a solid option, though. Don't get me wrong. Solid option. They're definitely building a nice case with those boys over there. They'll be a hell of a defensive team. Patrick Beverly, Avery Bradley, Kawhi Leonard, Tobias, uh, Boban, Montrez Harold. That would be a nice, solid squad. I'm not going to lie. It would be interesting, man. But if I'm Kawhi, I'm staying in Toronto and I'm staying in the East. Also, low-key, Joel Embiid, he's been quietly dominating as well. 21 games, he's already had 13 out of those 21 games. He's had 13, 30 and 10. 30 and 10. That's crazy. That's ridiculous. Joel Embiid is boy. I think he's boy, averaging 27 and 13 in the season or 28 and 13. It's crazy numbers for Joel Embiid. He's balling. Six has got to win a few more games. They still have a couple of bad losses. But he's balling. It's not his fault. Not at all. With Jimmy there, I think it's a great addition for them, a solid addition for them, and I think it's going to make them dynamite in the playoffs as well. They just got to show up that bench a little bit. Melo's available. Elton Brand, make that call. Melo's available. You can't be relying on Muscala. Give me a break. Come on, man. You can't be relying on Muscala. Ah. Last but not least, who's also balling? My man Trey Young. The Rook. 
Trey Young. Told y'all about him before. Y'all was sleeping on him. Atlanta Hawks, they made a lovely pickup. I know they traded him for Luka Doncic. Nice, a decent swap. Averaging 15-7 in the season for Trey Young. He had another stellar game the other night. 28-17. He dropped on Pat Beverly in the Clippers. He's the first rookie to post... He's the last rookie, excuse me, to post uh, 25 and 15 since Allen Iverson in 1997. Trey Young is balling this year, man. And he's on the Atlanta Hawks. I know everyone is high on Luka Doncic right now. He's averaging 19-4. He's getting a lot of the hype. He's on the Mavericks. But... Trey Young, what he's doing right now on that Atlanta Hawks, the dismal Atlanta Hawks roster, he's the only scoring threat on that team, so the ge- defense is obviously geared toward him. He's got to shoot a little bit better from the floor. He's only at 38%, 24% from three, but those are just growing pains. But listen, I see all the potential from him. His point guard mechanics is very good. He runs a pick and roll well. He looks like he's trying to become a leader. He gets his players involved. The team looks to be playing well together. They look like they're happy to be around one another. He's a willing learner. He's a willing passer. And listen, he has confidence. And that's what you need, especially when you're a small guard in the league. You need confidence. He's pulling up from 30. He's pulling up from the logo. You got to give that man credit, man. Trey Young, rookie of the year. Shout out. And um, so, yeah, family, so I just wanted to give you a quick first quarter NBA check-in. I'm going to have another episode this week. I think that's going to be, uh, I think I'm going to go panic season next week. There's a lot of teams that need to panic. There's a lot of teams that should be panicking right now. And we're going to break those down next week as well. But, yeah, man, uh... Send me those voicemails. Send me those emails of who you think is bowling this year in the first quarter of the season. Who are you impressed with? Who has uh, surprised you? Who's disappointed you in the first quarter check-in? And, um, yeah, man. We're going to say this NBA season is spicy. I tell you. This NBA season is spicy, family. I'm not going to lie. So, I just wanted to give y'all a quick little snack, a quick little nugget. Above the Rim, episode 75. Check in. Holla at your boy. Send me those voicemails. Send me those emails as well. Make sure you guys are going out and subscribe and share with your friends. Best NBA pod in the game. You already know what it is. Hopefully, uh, give me some reviews as well, family. Please. Some reviews as well on iTunes. I would appreciate all of those. Appreciate all the feedback, the love you guys have been giving me as well. Everyone who's asked to be on an episode, I'm definitely getting in, getting to everyone. Don't worry about it. I have a uh document going around with a uh, potential guest. Everyone who's asking is definitely going to be on there. Don't worry, y'all are all the family. And that's how we're going to do it. So this episode 75, family. And we out.
This is what Flo from Progressive sounds like in one of our many hilarious commercials. Hi, did you know that you can get a quote on your motorcycle insurance in under three minutes at Progressive.com? And did you know that saying hi makes even bad news sound good? Hi, you have high cholesterol. Hi, you're fine. And this is what that same commercial sounds like on your motorcycle. Hi, there's no more cake. Even our commercials sound better on a bike. And with basic policy starting at $75 a year, Progressive helps keep you on yours. Quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Annual premium for basic liability policy not available in all states.